Welcome to Nakubo in Brief, a podcast series from the National Association of College and University Business Officers. I'm President and CEO Susan Wheeler Johnston, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Our mission with this podcast is to help our listeners better understand the challenges that face the business of higher education. Our hope is that you walk away with a stronger sense of the trends, policies, legislative and regulatory issues that may impact campuses today and in the future. You can find resources for today's episode, as well as a wide variety of educational tools at nakubo.org. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoy the podcast. and thanks for joining us for today's episode of Nakubo in Brief. I'm Megan Schneider, Assistant Director of Federal Affairs at Nakubo, and joining me today is Jennifer Polakitis, Vice President of Congressional and Governmental Affairs at the Association of Public and Land-Grant Universities, or APLU, as you all probably know it. Jen, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Megan. Absolutely. So the uh, subject of today's podcast is the ongoing government shutdown and its impacts on um, higher ed generally. We're going to focus primarily on the impact on research because the research community has been among the hardest hit by this shutdown. Uh, But just as a reminder, we're filming this at the end of January 2019. So we're now about a month into, just over a month into what has become the longest shutdown in uh, U.S. government history. The shutdown began back on December 22nd of 2018. Um, And as several of you will recall, Congress actually did fund several federal agencies on time back in October of last year. Um, That includes the Department of Education, NIH, the Department of Energy, several other research agencies. Uh, However, due to the shutdown or a partial shutdown, several critical research agencies are currently shut down, including some of the research giants like the National Science Foundation, the Department of Agriculture, NASA, the U.S. Geological Survey, uh, and even all of the Smithsonian Museums, among others. So before we get into the meat of how the shutdown has impacted colleges and universities, Jen, I was hoping you can give us a little bit of an overview of the relationship between the federal government agencies and higher ed research and researchers generally, uh, and tell us a little about a little bit about why that relationship is so important. Sure, Megan. So uh, this this relationship really extends back many many decades, and uh, we we sort of use a term the government-university partnership to describe uh, a good deal of that relationship. And uh, this this partnership is one where I'll, I'll go back to only uh, just after World War II. Uh, and, and after World War II, um, uh, the federal government realize, you know, we're, we are, as, as a government, we've got plenty of work we're doing ourselves. We cannot uh, conduct all the research necessary to ensure that, um, that we've got uh, national security needs met and, um, uh, and agriculture needs met and uh, uh, biomedical research needs met and, and all the other uh, types of research that, um, that are required to ensure our country is um, safe and economically sound and healthy. And and so the federal government um, looked to uh, the research university community to say, 
can you all conduct that work for us? Uh, and they've built a relationship, uh, this partnership that has worked actually quite well and, um, and made the, the U.S. Uh, uh, nation really a, a, a global leader, not just in our economy and national security, but in innovation and, um, and research breakthroughs. So getting into sort of the heart of what we're here to talk about today, can you tell us some of the ways we've seen this shutdown impact research activities at colleges and universities? We know that, as, as you mentioned, several uh, uh, federal agencies are um, impacted and, and shut down, which means that researchers who work with those federal agencies who have been awarded grants by those federal agencies cannot communicate with the people at those agencies, their, um, their program officers or others. So that communication is completely cut off. And that's, that's a necessary communication as research is progressing and developing. It's important for researchers to be able to check in with the agency that's funding that work to say, you know, we need to make a tweak here. We need to make some changes here. Can I get your feedback on how, you know, how we ought to move forward on this uh, particular part of the, the research project? That is totally cut off. Um, there are also no grant reviews happening with the affected agencies currently, which means um, uh, researchers uh, have have sort of there's a, a, a cadence and a schedule to researchers applying for um, new grants, new research projects, and the um, the agencies, federal agencies, reviewing. Those grants. We know that at the National Science Foundation, just to give one example, at the National Science Foundation, uh, there have been over 70 scheduled review panels um, since the shutdown began, which have had to be either canceled or postponed, which means that all that all that research that were, was to be awarded now now those reviews won't happen until after the government reopens and it's not like they're going to happen right when the government reopens they, they will have to be rescheduled and th this involves people from across the country being being um, engaged in these review panels it is likely that many of those review panels will ultimately just have to be canceled or put off for several months down the road. So uh, that will slow down that cadence, that pace of research um, in a very significant way. Also, um, for contracts and CRADAs, um, uh, that, those, those efforts, that work um, had to be stopped immediately when the shutdown happened. So uh, when universities and researchers are involved in, um, in, in those types of work, um, uh, contracts and CRADAs, they receive stop work orders. Uh, also, this is, a, this is an interesting and um, uh, in an interesting development that we've really never observed before in a shutdown, we have many interns in Washington, D.C., and frankly, across the country from our universities that are expecting to be um, having an educational experience uh, through their internship at the federal agencies that have been impacted. Now, with several weeks of, um, of shutdown, those interns are needing to look for other opportunities. They will not be able to um, 
to get that educational work experience that they expected when they came to Washington or other places across the country. Wow. So definitely personal impacts being felt as opposed to just the the research itself and at the institutional level for colleges and universities. Uh, So those of you that have kept up with Current and kept down with Nakubo's coverage of the shutdown know that we're sort of collecting campus stories on what campuses are doing to help uh, mitigate some of the impacts of the shutdown on um, at their institutions. But Jen, I know you all over at APLU are doing uh, similar things. So how have you seen most campuses re- responding to some of the shutdown impacts? Or is it just that we're seeing research being halted? Um, or are we seeing institutions attempting to sort of cover research and personnel costs, banking on repayment when the shutdown continues? Is there Are there some ways that you can share with us that institutions have been responding to this shutdown? Yes. Uh, and and at, at our APLU institutions, what we have heard is uh, that universities are doing everything they can to um, uh, to ensure that the research can move forward as best as possible. Uh, you know, there there will there will certainly be negative impacts from not being able to connect with the agency. But uh, what what we have seen is our universities working to cover the costs of. Um, uh, postdoc fellowships, for instance, uh, at, at, during this during this shutdown time, to um, uh, to cover the costs and 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 hold off on being reimbursed for other expenses as um, uh, as those expenses need to be incurred. So our our institutions are are basically bridging these um, these funding lapses uh, as best they can now we we also know that this this can't go on forever right our, our institutions right. are in a position to to provide these bridge funds for for a time for a short period um, with the with the hope that they will be reimbursed eventually when the government reopens um, I'll, I'll mention something else that there's there's been a um, uh, I, I know that as our institutions recognize they won't be able to be reimbursed immediately, they have deferred non-essential expenses, which uh, means you know they're not buying necessarily in bulk, which will make that purchase less expensive. Um, they are buying on an as-needed basis, meaning in the end, the cost for certain equipment or um, uh, or other needed um, and supplies for research will end up costing the federal government more money because um, because of the way institutions are trying to manage this. Um, so we also know, and you touched on this a little bit earlier, but a lot of the interplay between federal researchers and researchers at colleges and universities tends to happen um, at those academic conferences throughout the year. Um, we know that Jim Bridenstine, the administrator of NASA, um, other NASA researchers and um, researchers from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric, Atmospheric Administration, excuse me, NOAA, um, were scheduled to recently attend the American Meteorological Society <laughs> Conference um, and, you know, had to cancel entirely. And of course, you know, NASA builds the uh, a lot of the satellites that NOAA uses to monitor the weather and report through the research community. Um, and this is happening at conferences across the country. So do you think that that will have any impact that 
all of these cancellations are now necessary and we don't have federal researchers at the highest level speaking to their university counterparts? Yes, really sadly, that, that will also have a, um, a very detri- detrimental impact to, to science and research. These are, these are long planned conferences. It's, it's not like, um, uh, and I'm I'm not going to fall into the same trap. It's not like the AMS conference could be um, <laughs> could be rescheduled. Uh, they that that conference was going to happen in uh, in January, and and it had to move forward. But that very important interaction interplay between the the federal science agencies and the researchers, um, unfortunately, was not. A part of that conference this year, and and this is an opportunity for the agencies and the scientists in the field to learn from each other. This it's not a one way street. It's really important. It helps the agencies determine how they ought to um, move forward. What what are the avenues of research where the scientists find most most promising that they could be funding in the future or making plans in in the long term for. Uh, for science and, and research in those specific fields. So a, a really, really sad um, and, and not as obvious impact. You know, we're, we're having some of our research vice presidents and vice chancellors out here in Washington next week. And we had very much hope to be able to have conversations with people at the National Science Foundation and NOAA and the Office of, um, of Science and Technology Policy. But all those all those places are impacted by the shutdown and we won't be able to have those um, uh, helpful conversations, unfortunately. Building on that, the DC Bar actually had a tax conference that was scheduled mm-hmm. um, for the beginning of January. And those of us uh, that focus on the finance side of running a university were really looking forward to attending, myself included. Um, it was supposed to include a slate of IRS officials who were going to sort of update us on where they were in producing regulatory guidance on a number of tax provisions that are new this year um, because of passage of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. But even more so than that, we know that um, due to the shutdown, many of those uh, individuals that would be working on um, regulatory guidance are not working at the IRS. Um, but we've even had institutions reporting that uh, they're reaching out on sort of basic filing questions, uh, basic uh, sub- how how we want to submit different things um, and things like that. And they're often getting radio silence from the IRS. Um, and while we know that while the IRS has called back some of their recalled employees, um, a lot of those employees, less than half actually of those that were recalled are actually showing up from for work. Um, so I know that for our community, that's having a huge impact on institutions' abilities <clears throat> to uh, prepare their tax filing. So, Jen, are there any predictions that we can make put about potential longer term impacts? I think we've discussed some of the shorter term impacts, but do you think that there might ultimately be some longer term impacts? You know, researchers, uh, university researchers may be choosing to go to private industry, um, projects being abandoned altogether as this shutdown drags on? 
Yes, I uh, again, very sadly, the, the the longer the shutdown lasts, the the more detrimental and long term the the impacts will be. Absolutely, you know, I, I was reading um, an article about a researcher who who basically says, you know, this feels like a hostage situation where the federal government has my life and career in, you know, being held hostage as she was about to embark, um, and this is a, just a, a recent PhD graduate about to embark on a um, on a research project that funding had not yet been issued. And um, and so she is, she's twiddling her thumbs right now, uh, but needing to, uh, to find a source of income. And so is looking to other, other places where she might be hired um, and um, and actually be paid as as promised. I mean, th- the situation is one that that will impact um, lives of researchers and also the lives of the people whose um, who are impacted by that research. So I'll give another example. Um, the U- U.S. Department of Agriculture is is impacted, and agriculture research and agriculture extension, which um, uh, there there's so much of that work that happens from uh, the land grant universities. Every county in the United States is um, is connected to an agriculture extension office. That work is seasonal. It is connected to the agriculture planting and harvesting schedules, which do not get put on hold. That just, that, this is nature. It, it, it's, it happens. You can't shut and that down. You can't shut that down. Uh, but you can, you can make it, um, uh, so, so that the, the farmers and, uh, and then ultimately the producers of those agriculture products do not get the, the, the best products ultimately because if there's a pest issue or a fertilizer issue that needs some addressing in the here and now, but the extension offices are not able to provide that feedback and, and the, the work and the counseling that they often do with, uh, with farmers, that means a farmer might lose her his crop. And then ultimately, consumers will be paying much more for whatever that product is because we'll have to be importing it from somewhere else. So the, the impacts really are, um, are long-lasting and go even beyond what I think we would consider the research uh, immediate community. They will impact the entire country. I want to thank you so much for joining us today, Jen. Um, and thank well, you as well to our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. We're lucky to uh, have such great colleagues over at the Association of Public and Land Grant Universities. Um, you can read we more about the Kubo. <laughs> thank you. You can read more about the government shutdown um, and other higher education news in Nakubo's current e-newsletter that's published bi-weekly um, and is available anytime on the Nakubo website, as well as in our monthly business officer magazine. Be sure to subscribe to Nakubo in Brief and CBO Speaks wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode or catch up online with all of the episodes available on the Nakubo website under the Distance Learning tab of our homepage. Thanks again to everyone for joining us today and have a great day.